What's going on, Met fans? Welcome to another episode of Raw and Uncut, New York Sports Talk, where we talk about the Mets, the Nets, and the Giants. Sunday afternoon, we finish up this three-game set versus the Marlins. We finally win our first series of 2020. Uh, We're going to be recapping the series versus the Marlins. Little weekend action. You know these pesty fucking Marlins. That's all they are. They're just a pesty team. Like, everybody who played this week weekend, the majority of them weren't probably even on the opening day roster. They came in with one loss on the season, and they were kind of playing out of their fucking COVID minds. Um, Friday night, they throw this kid who hasn't pitched in double A, single A, probably skipped college, didn't pitch in high school. He never pitched a day in his life. And then he made his major league debut against the Mets, Humberto Mejia, 23-year-old kid. I think he's like the 29th, uh, rated the number 29th prospect on the Marlins farm. And, you know, look, this is not a surprise, right? Pitchers who debuted against the Mets usually do pretty well. Even hitters. First major league hit probably came against the Mets. Uh, This kid didn't look bad. I mean, he held the Mets to one hit, one run. Uh, He gave up that home run to Dom Smith Friday night. And the Mets kind of, you know, struggled at the plate again. Waka gave us a pretty good start, I'd say. I mean, he had the little hiccup in the second inning where he gave up a three-run home run to Cervelli. He gave up another run. All four runs he, he gave up came in that second inning and then really really settled down nicely throughout the game. He kept us in it. It wasn't a terrible start. I take it any day of the week. He went five innings, struck out nine, six hits, two walks. Uh, the bullpen came in once again, zero earned runs, gave up one hit and four innings pitched. So um, our bullpen has really kept us in games and they've uh, helped us maintain the lead so this is a really it's I'd say it's a pretty big turnaround because just last week we were talking about this bullpen is the second worst bullpen in the majors seven plus ERA and now all of a sudden the bullpen really everybody in the bullpen is is you know contributing right they're all looking a lot better than what they were a week or two weeks ago Um, and then you know we move on to Saturday's game Saturday's game uh, I did not get to watch but I watched some of the highlights looked through a little bit of the box score Um, you know I David Peterson was making his uh, his third start and what it sounded like to me was he really kept uh, his composure out there and that's something that Luis Rojas preached about David Peterson being poised when he's on the mound. And he actually showed that last weekend when he pitched uh, versus the Braves. He was able to get out of jams um, and, you know, kind of work himself around uh, any issues. And it looks like Saturday night he did the same thing. Five innings pitch, four hits, two earned runs, three strikeouts, three walks. Um, his ERA is now at 3.78. That's really big for the Mets also because he's really stepped in as that number five starter and, um, you know, has given us quality innings, I say. And he's got some pretty good stuff. He's, he looks 
confident on the mound um, and, and doesn't get rattled. And I think that's really big at the major league level that a rookie like that, right, such a young kid, a prospect, um, can, can do that. Um, the, the other big bright spot out of Saturday's game to me is um, is the middle of that lineup. Conforto, Alonzo, J.D. Davis. Really good seeing that middle of the lineup drive in runs. And that's exactly what they did. Combined, they went 4 for 12, 5 hits, 8 RBIs, 2 walks. They struck out once combined. Um, they all hit a home run. So that is a really, I mean, that's that's very good to see right there. That's something that we haven't seen all season long. Um, and, you know, those guys are the ones, uh, especially Alonzo. Alonzo's had a really slow start. He's starting to come around some. Uh, he's starting to see the ball a little better, uh, being a little more patient at the plate. And that's really what I wanted to see from Alonzo. That's kind of what I said in my previous episodes. Um, I just want him to, to be a little more disciplined, a little more relaxed up there. And I think um, I think he's doing that. So that's, that's, that's really good right there, you know? Because look, again, I'm gonna keep stressing it as the season goes on. Nemo, McNeil need to be batting at the top of the lineup. These guys, Conforto led the team in home runs last season. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He had Alonzo led the team with on home runs. Conforto still hit like 30 plus home runs. So these guys can drive in runs. JD Davis can drive in runs. Um, so you know, we're we're slowly starting to uh, mesh, right? Um, lineup wise. So um, that's really good to see. JD Davis, uh, I believe he extended his his hit streak today. Um, actually, before I move on today to today, uh, Gesellman made his debut last night, Saturday night. He pitched one inning, gave up one hit, and struck out two. Again, another arm out of the bullpen that um, that we can use. Um, so, and besides Familia last night, I think he gave up like two runs. Besides him, the rest of the bullpen again, you know, pretty much shut out uh, innings they gave us. So. Um, you know, kind of goes to what I said earlier. Our bullpen slowly but surely is um, is starting to to come together and you know pitch pitch well late in games with the lead or if we're uh, down a run or two, they're able to keep us in the game. Today, you know, we see Jacob Degrom take the mound against the Marlins, and we're like, well, you know, this is probably going to be a, a pretty easy victory. And I wouldn't say it was so easy. First inning, quick work. Um, knocked the Marlins batters down, right? And then in the second inning, he really ran into trouble. He threw like 30 plus pitches. It looked like his slider wasn't working. Uh, he wasn't throwing his fastball a lot. Um, had, a, I guess, a, some type of blister on, on his finger that was bothering him. Uh, so he, he, I think he issued back-to-back uh, -back, uh, four-pitch walks. That I mean, I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think he's ever done that before. So I certainly have, have never seen him do that. But uh, he was able, you know, being Jacob Degrom, he kind of 
Uh, he went back to, to his fastball a lot later that inning and was able to get out of it. And then in the third inning, he only threw 12 pitches. You can see him throw his fastball a little, a little more. And then as the game went on, his slider was a little more effective. Um, and you know, look, that's what great pitchers do, man. That's, that is a great pitcher right there. Um, he's able to, to overcome any struggles that's, that, that he's having. Uh, you know, blisters are no joke if you're a pitcher, right? I mean, they're just no joke. They, they, um, they're gonna bother you if, if, if you have one. Uh, it's, it's just gonna fuck up the grip on the ball for you. But, you know, again, a great pitcher like DeGrom. Um, it was good to see him keep his composure out there. I know he, he looks to be perfect and immaculate every outing. And, you know, he, he uh, you know, tends to knock over a hand sanitizer or two or whatever. But, you know, it was good to see him composed out there, you know. And he he, he took his struggles as they came, and but he overcame them too. So that's, that's a big plus. And then, um, you know, the bats were really, uh, you know, came to play today. Andres Jimenez. Let me tell you, man, Andres... Andres Jimenez um, is not surprising me at all anymore. Like, I had no doubt this kid um, was going to be productive at the major league level. Maybe I didn't think this soon. I'm not surprised by his glove work and his speed. Uh, but I'm really happy to see that he's getting... Uh, a lot of playing time and he's getting a lot of at bats and he's making the most of them three for three today three runs one double one stolen base uh he, he might have had a a you know a game saving play maybe i mean he you know there was a ball hit by alvarez of the marlins to alonzo it went by alonzo it was skipped out to to right field and jimenez raced over there and was able to get to the ball in time and you know throw it into second base preventing Alvarez to advance into second base so that's uh you know little plays like that that won't show up in the box score are so valuable you know and when your teammates see uh you know a rookie like that coming in and making the most of his opportunities out there hustling and busting his ass um I think that that really carries over to the other guys um so good game by him. Um, JD Davis, 13 game hit streak. Conforto, he's hit safely in all 16 games this season. Uh, I noticed JD Davis going opposite field a lot, even on outs, on fly balls, they're all going opposite field. So I don't know if if it's he's intending to do that, um, but I've noticed a lot of balls of his being hit opposite field. Um, and look, what well, I mean, Nimmo again. Nimmo is just—he's uh, a fucking on-base machine. That guy. He, you know, his batting average is is weak. It's 224, but uh, his on-base percentage is just uh, remarkable right now. I'm happy what I'm seeing from him, um, and that's really what you want out of your, out of um, your leadoff guy. You want him to be able to get on base. Um, who else had a good uh, game today? Let me look at this box uh, box score real quick. Um, well, I'll tell you who didn't have a good game to me is Ame Rosario. He looks like he's swinging at everything and he's missing. 
like Jeff McNeil. McNeil's swing is swinging at everything, especially first pitch. He's swinging at everything, but he's making contact. Rosario, he's swinging at everything, but he's not making any contact. So that's an issue. That's an issue right there, and that's something that um, hopefully he can snap out of this in the next series. Um, I don't, I don't want him to be benched. He needs to play. Um, but you would hope that um, you know he kind of snaps, <clears throat> he kind of snaps out of that funk. Uh, I mean, the, look, the credit to this offense today goes to Jimenez. He really started all the fucking rallies for the team. Um, so he probably earned player of the game or whatever, but you know, he's batting 333 on the season. Uh, Alonzo went 0 for 4. Um, but like I said, he's 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 coming around slowly but surely. He's coming around. Um, what else? Uh, DeGrom went five innings, then uh, Hughes, Betances, Diaz, Lugo came in. Diaz. Got the first two batters out, then gave up two hits, and you're like, oh shit, here we go again. Um, uh, Hefner, the pitching coach, came out to talk to Diaz, and I'm almost willing to bet my house, my wife, my kids, that he told Diaz, quit fucking around and just blow another fastball by this guy, and that's exactly what he did to that, uh, to the third out in that inning to get out. He was pretty pumped. He had three strikeouts. That is so refreshing to see because, like I said, the whole bullpen's really been pitching uh, pretty well lately. And Diaz is that guy that I think we were all worried about. Um, but he looks to have uh, really composed himself. Last seven games, he's gone six and a third, four hits, two earned runs, four base on balls. 13 strikeouts. He's got an ERA of 284. So, I mean, if we really think about it, where he was 10 days ago, 14 days ago, compared to where he's at now, it's like night and day. So, um, and you know, I, I, I like to see the pitching coach, coach come out and talk to these guys. I, you know, I, I remember watching like a lot of Met games in the past. Uh, for years and years, and you never see the manager come out to talk to the pitcher. You know, like they wouldn't send the pitching like nobody. You know, like go talk to these guys, okay? Um, you know, it settled them down a little bit. It helps, okay? It helps. Um, so really impressed with with Diaz. I think we should all be. It's it's uh, pretty exciting. Um, another thing I wanted to to point out with the Mets. Catchers have absolutely raked against the Mets. Absolutely raked against us. Um, I mean, they... Christian Vasquez, Francisco Cervelli, Travis Darno. I mean, they have killed us this season. I don't know what it is with catchers against the Mets. But they have absolutely killed us. Um, so hopefully we can start... Getting uh, you know, pitching uh, pitching these catches a little better. Hopefully they don't um, you know, continue this against Mets pitching. Um, the other thing that uh, I was looking at, you know, I know uh, Jimenez leads the team with three stolen bases, and in 2020 they're actually fifth in stolen bases with nine already as a team. 
2019, they were ranked 23rd with 56. In 2018, they were ranked 19th with 71 stolen bases. 2017, they were ranked 27th with 58 stolen bases. 2016, they were ranked 28th with 42 stolen bases. In 2015, they were ranked 29th with 51. And in 2014, they were ranked 23rd, but they had 101 stolen bases. So this is a team, the Mets, that uh, is not really successful at stealing bases. And that's where a guy like Jimenez comes in, where speed kills, and it's going to kill the opponents because he is really fast and he, he really he, he's going to add a dynamic to this team that we haven't had in a while you know like i mean the last time we've seen uh the last time we've seen you know a player on the mets steal bases was i mean that i can remember was jose reyes right i don't we haven't had someone like him so jimenez is gonna add something that we haven't had in a while and um and he's going to add that to, to the bottom of the lineup where then you're going to have, you know, pitchers, um, you know, having to concentrate on Jimenez at first and you got fucking Nimmo or McNeil up. Um, that's going to disrupt the pitchers. So that's a good problem that we, uh, you know, can give to the opposing team. Yeah, I found this stat that I found um, for catchers, and this was as of Friday. I think it was after the Francisco Cervelli home run. I was like, I, I have to look it up because the pitch, uh, I, I felt like the catchers were just fucking teeing off on the Mets. And after the home run from Cervelli off Waka on Friday night, catchers against the Mets were hitting 361. They had 17 hits, seven runs, 17 RBIs and four home runs. I mean, their uh, Cervelli. I don't think did shit else uh, Saturday and Sunday. But I mean, before that, catchers were just uh, were just having a lot of fun against Mets pitching. Um, well, I guess looking forward. Uh, oh, and Waka today. The big news, right? Waka is on the injured list with a like inflammation on his shoulder or some shit so now um now we're gonna have to find you know another starter that to replace him i don't know who the mets have in mind there's options out there i think anthony decomo um you know threw out a tweet with some options look i'm gonna tell you right now the Corey oswald experiment i'm over that shit the mets should be over that shit I don't want that guy starting the game ever again. You want to come, you know, you want to put him in for relief? I'm all good with that. Starting the game, you don't have worse options out there. So might as well try somebody like Franklin Cologne. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that kid right there, I don't know if they want him to be a reliever or what, what the fuck they want to do with him. But he pitched the game against the Braves in Atlanta, right? He gave up two runs. He gave up a home run to Acuna and... You know, he went on to pitch three more innings after that, and he 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 um, he retired like his last nine batters that he faced in the game. He went four innings. Uh, he looked he looked decent. 
You know what I'm saying? Why not give him a shot? Give him a shot. You know, the kid is like rated number, he's like the number fucking, I don't even know what number prospect he is. He's he's a prospect, I guess. I don't know. But uh, give that kid a shot, you know? So we got a four-game set this coming up week against the Nationals. Four games. Uh, and then we got three games against the Phillies. So look, it's going to be a fucking dogfight. We're all going to be beating up on each other in the uh, National League East. Um, so we have to, we, we got to start winning these games. You know what I'm saying? And, and nobody's really out of it. Because if one team gets hot and you start winning your, you know, all your games, um, the, like just everybody's just going to fight everybody, right? Everybody's going to be beating up on everybody. So it's going to be, it's going to be easier to, um, you know, to keep up. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So four games against the Nationals coming up starting tomorrow, Monday night, and then three in Philly. Um, so we'll see. And then we play the fucking Marlins again. So, yeah. So I hope um, hope you guys enjoyed this this Mets win today. I know I sure did, man. But, I, you know, this team needed this little boost of confidence. Um, beating a first-place team. Um, you know. Say what you want about the Marlins. They they always give, uh, you know, the Phillies. They give us issues for some reason. And it was it was good taking two out of three, you know. And as long as we keep winning series, you know, I don't want to split against the Nationals. I mean, I'd much rather sweep, but I'll take three out of four, two out of three from the Phillies, you know. Just keep winning the series. That's all we can do right now. Um, so that's it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode raw and uncut New York sports talk this has been a Mets edition of a recap of their weekend series against the Miami Marlins as always keep it raw and uncut